Hello and welcome to I Do Declare. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Bobby. And today we're going to be talking about the gender, sexuality, and women's studies major. Bobby, can I just tell you that if I could rewind the clock of my life and go back in time to when I started as an undergrad at Montclair State, this is the major that I choose. Wow, really? Yeah. So I'm very excited um, to have with us today on the podcast, actually the director of the program, Dr. Jessica Restaino. Jess, thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So we all just survived the wild year that was 2020. We just inaugurated a new president yesterday. It's January 21st as we record this. Jess, how are you doing? Wow, I didn't expect you to ask me such a hard question right off the bat, Lindsay. How's your life? <laughs> wow. Well, um, yesterday was a really good day. Um, and, um, and I felt like I think so many of us, I felt some relief and I felt some hope yesterday. And I certainly felt a lot of pride. Um, and uh, particularly in the inauguration of the first female um, woman of color, vice president of the United States is a just extraordinary moment too. Um, so, you know, I'm feeling you're getting me on, a, on an upswing, but I think it's hard. It's been a hard year, right? It's been a really, really hard human year for all of us. Yeah, for sure. Which is why I'm so excited to talk to you about gender sexuality and women's studies in general today, because I feel like as a country, we are finally moving in a direction where we're starting to talk about social justice more. And we have so many folks who are our current students here who are passionate about social justice and advocacy. And do you feel like gender, sexuality, and women's studies is a space for those students? Without a doubt, it is a space. Um, it is a space for those students. It is a space um, for for anyone who's trying to figure out what it means to be a human being. Um, and it's a space for anyone who, who cares about social justice and civil rights and identities. Um, so absolutely, and I, and I have to say that I, I think we do really feel the energy and we feel the momentum um, right now around gender, sexuality, and women's studies. There's a lot of, um, there's a, there is a lot of longing for this kind of work. And oftentimes uh, when students first arrive in our, one of our inter introductory classes, it's kind of like this thing hits them that um, they kind of knew it had been there, but they didn't have language for talking about it. And they didn't maybe have certain um, tools for seeing. And all of a sudden you're, starting to see things all over the place that kind of have long been there, but you didn't have a way of identifying some of it. And so it, it can be really powerful, really exciting, sometimes frustrating, but yes, absolutely now is a time and this is a space and, and you know, we're, we're with open arms. I think what I love most about that is that you said that gender sexuality and women's studies is kind of a major that really opens doors to see everything that's really out there when it comes to social justice, activism, and advocacy. So a lot of students might be thinking gender, sexuality, and women's studies. Is that just one major? It's one major, it's two minors, and it's wildly interdisciplinary. Um, and it's as a major relatively lean. So it is really ideal as a double major, um, although it certainly does not have to be a double mm -hmm. major, but it is very ideal. Um, and so 
there are two majors. One is actually just a sort of GSWS minor. I'm sorry, two minors. One is the GSWS minor, and then there's the LGBTQ plus minor as well. Um, and then the major, which kind of brings together sort of both of those pieces um, more fully. But as a double major, it's also really popular because it's so deeply interdisciplinary. There are lots and lots of ways to pursue this major and there are lots of ways to kind of use it to inform a professional path that, you know, can really take a range of, of shapes. And so what would a student be studying if they are majoring in GSWS? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The ground floor, first and foremost, is a kind of understanding of gender as socially constructed, as a socially constructed phenomenon that we then start to explore um, in ways that are deeply intersectional, which is to say that there is no person who experiences their gender um, devoid of other aspects of their identity, right? So that's kind of one of the fun fundamental pieces of, of this, of what you study in this major. Um, and then that becomes true for sexuality studies as well. Um, and then in terms of the kind of focus on women, first of all, we, we take that identity broadly as broadly defined. Um, and then it, it cuts across every avenue and every, every area where gender, sexuality, and women's lives have mattered, which it turns out is everything, right? So, so then we're studying history, and then we're thinking about public policy, and then we're thinking about art, and then we're thinking about, you know, the law. You could take a class in justice studies, and it's a gender, sexuality, and women's studies class. You can take a course in literature, and it's a gender, sexuality, and women's studies class. We have, you know, newer um, collaborations with the School of the Arts, for example. So you can do that work and think about sexuality, for example, but in, you know, in, a, in the fine arts, you know, so we're doing more and more of that. Um, it matters in terms of how uh, scientists make their way, right? It's everywhere. We have now uh, an option with the School of Business for the four plus one MBA program. So for example, you can study gender sexuality and women's studies and be pursuing an MBA because you wanna go into entrepreneurship, you wanna go into marketing, you wanna, you wanna be able to speak to marginalized communities about what they need and why. You wanna be able to be someone who cultivates a diverse and supportive and non-abusive workplace. You know, I mean, it, that's a business major, but it's a gender, sexuality and women's studies one. So it's a, it is kind of everything. And I know that can be a little bit, it's sometimes freedom is a little bit overwhelming, <laughs> right? So it could be like, whoa, it's so big. It can be anything that's too much for me. I need more structure, but like, that's why I'm here. Um, and we're a team, you know? And so if any of my advisees, you know, we can, we can design, ideally, our goal is to be able to design a program that is, you know, more tailored. And so why don't you tell us a little bit more because you are the director of mm -hmm. this program. Mm -hmm. What role do you play with the students mm -hmm. as the director? So I do love to teach the intro class when I can. I have a great time teaching the introductory level course because um, it's just such a exciting place to meet students. But I also serve as the, um, it, the, the advisor for anyone in the program. And so you come to me, you email me. If you're stressed out, you want to 
think through something, you know, anything from the very nuts and bolts of advising, right? Like course substitutions and that sort of thing to other avenues, like, you know, you're interested in an internship and you want to talk about possibilities, right? So I play that role. Um, but then I also play a role that has to do with, um, you know, coordinating our faculty, um, you know, cultivating a faculty community that thinks about how we're best serving students, um, that looks at our curricula um, and thinks about how we're best serving students. Uh, also, um, I am so honored right now to have a student team. Uh, we have a couple GSWS interns and like a work study student. Um, and they are extraordinary. And so I collaborate with them as well as with our program assistant, Tanisha Adams, um, to kind of create also cultural events and cultural experiences and community kinds of events um, for our students and for the wider population. So we do a lot of that too. So my role is, you know, kind of diverse. It's kind of as much as you can make of it, as much as I can do, you know, within, within the limits, but but I get excited about getting involved because our students are just the coolest. Yeah. You know, I actually, so I took that intro class that mm -hmm. you're talking about mm -hmm. when I was an undergrad. Um, I had Professor Hirsch was my teacher. Is mm -hmm. she still teaching? Uh, she has. She hasn't this year, but, but recently, yes. Well, I had such like a life-changing experience from mm -hmm. that course mm -hmm. of just sort of like realizing my my role as a woman in our larger society, mm -hmm. but then also, you know, from a more intersectional perspective of realizing my role as a straight white woman mm -hmm. in our larger society. And like you mentioned earlier, it really was the type of introductory class that it like the blinders come off mm -hmm. after that. And you start seeing the world in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. And I know I took it as a free elective when I was an, an undergrad, but could students take this um, any GSWS courses to fulfill any of their gen ed requirements? So both our intro to LGBTQ plus studies and our intro to GSWS course meet gen ed requirements. Um, also the um, transnational feminisms course meets the world cultures requirement. So that's an upper level um, GSWS course, but, but it still can fulfill a gen ed requirement. Beyond that, um, one of the advantages of being um, like a smaller interdisciplinary program is that um, students should always reach out to me directly if they see that we're doing something that they're uniquely interested in, but they maybe don't have a prerequisite for it, but they really want to take it. We tend to offer some special, we, we try to, um, within the bounds of being a smaller program, still offer some selected topics, special topics courses um, that might really speak to students who haven't otherwise studied with us. Um, and, um, and, and I can say a couple things about two that are coming up soon. And, um, and I always want students to reach out to me because we can work together often to be able to get you into that course experience, even if you're not a regular. I, then I do reserve the right to try to recruit you to be a regular, but um, <laughs> that's, that's an option, yeah. Fair game. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that there's a lot of introductory courses that our students could take if they really want to learn more about the major and really see what it's like. Mm -hmm. And you also have your gender, sexuality, and women's studies interns. Mm -hmm. Are there ways for our students to really get connected to your department to really see what the major is like? Yeah. So thank you so much for asking me that. Um, so the so 
the two classes to take right off the bat, you know, are the two intro courses, GLQS 100, which is Intro to LGBTQ Studies and um, GSWS 102, Intro to Gender, Sexuality and Women's Studies. Follow us on Instagram. We're at GSWS underscore MSU because the interns have made our Instagram cool. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it. It's objectively cool. Rest assured. It has nothing to do, is, it is way <laughs> beyond the bounds of my ability, my power and my ability, like they made it cool. Um, follow us on Instagram. If you follow us on Instagram, you will see that we are currently um, taking submissions for a GSWS zine project that the interns are doing, yeah. which is this, you can read more about it on Instagram. It's a sort of super, super interesting, um, uh, like sociocultural, politically relevant, um, like publishing project. We're doing it digitally in in its roots in kind of uh, punk rock culture. It was a um, typically like a printed, like cut and paste, pasted together mm -hmm. art project, right? That people would give out at punk rock concerts and stuff with the goal of often trying to represent particularly marginalized voices, those who are not as easily heard in kind of mainstream publishing venues. So we're doing um, a digital one. You can learn about it on Instagram. It's gonna be really cool. We're already getting like great submissions and we are going to release it in the spring and, and also host um, like a panel of some of our contributors later in the spring semester. So we're really excited about that. And that's a great way to, you know, just following us on Instagram, reading about the zine is gonna be a great way to learn a little bit about the program. Also in the fall semester that just passed, we did a virtual open house with a few of our really, really awesome uh, alums who are all doing different things professionally. And that is actually the full video is available on our website. Um, and I can also just share a link to it with you both if you'd like to, to circulate that. But it's a great way to learn about the program. We had over 40 students in attendance. They were asking some really fantastic questions. Our student workers were there too, and they could kind of really speak to it from the student experience, which was great. Um, so I recommend I recommend checking that out as well. That's a great way to learn about, about the program. If you missed the event when it happened, uh, it's available. And that's actually a great segue to thinking about your alumni from the program, because I'd love to talk just a little bit about what are the careers that folks mm -hmm. have after graduating mm -hmm. with this degree? Again, it's pretty wide ranging. Um, some decide they want to pursue law school um, is not at all uncommon for GSWS students. Um, the, the students that we had, um, the alums that we had um, on our, for our open house panel, um, two are actually working in, in higher education in sort of student life, res life, um, uh, doing diversity work um, within the college university community um, at, you know, both of them are at different, different universities and we're really proud of them. So they're both doing different kinds of work in higher education, but under sort of the, you know, gender sexu and sexuality studies umbrella. Um, and then, um, and then the um, another of our alums that's featured on our open house works for Planned Parenthood Action of New Jersey. We're super proud um, of him. And then the other actually is Lisa Nuese, who uh, is a recent grad who won the School of Business pitch contest when she was a senior here and a GSWS major, um, creating a product for WIN that's geared toward that was geared towards. Um, 
people who identify as women. And um, what was her product? It is a feminine wash product. You may want to edit this out. We are pro period talk. There's a little video I'm sure on Instagram about it, but basically as Lisa says it, I create products for people with vaginas (laughs) and she is informed by the work that she did as a GSWS major and an entrepreneurship minor to try to think about like building a business model that's geared towards a particular community and a particular body. Um, and that's marketed in a way that um, signals uh, to a particular community and clientele. And so, you know, we're really, really proud of, of Lisa and she's also featured on the um, on the uh, uh, open house video. So definitely something to, to check out. Um, it's really, it's really good stuff. And it just, I think speaks to just how wide ranging it is. Um, you can also get a K-5 teacher certification and pursue GSWS as an option. So there's, there are just, there's just a lot that you can do. We have recently graduated, you know, uh, students who also have like fine arts training plus GSWS, um, sociology, psychology. I often see students who are interested in pursuing psychology, but they want to do it with a mind towards working particularly um, with marginalized populations, you know, and that's something that we were the place to be. I mean, how many of us would have appreciated going to a therapist who had, you know, taken at least a few classes in gender and sexuality studies first? I think that I would prefer talking to any human in any context who had taken classes in gender and sexuality. So real. Really so. so real. In fact, and most recent, really recent, um, this is really exciting to me. Um, so we just in the past uh, semester, we offered our first, it was a selected topics, but we offered an intro to trans studies course, which was really exciting and just a fantastic class. But, you know, in one of the last, um, in a recent, um, uh, you know, open house for incoming or potential applicants, like, you know, seniors in high school, juniors and seniors in high school, I had a student, I often have students come talk to me Um, who identify as queer and they come and say to me, like, you know, I've heard such great things about this campus. Like, this is a place where I want to be. I've heard, you know, and I love hearing that. Um, I love when students come and talk to, talk to me and kind of signal that to me. And I, and I, and I consider it, you know, a responsibility of mine to make sure that they keep feeling like feeling right about that, you know? Um, But on top of that, I had a a conversation with a a high school student who talked about wanting to go to medical school and wanting to study GSWS because she wanted to provide medical care to trans patients, right? And like- That's amazing. And what a perfect merger, right? Uh, Imagining sort of the work of medicine as informed by a deep understanding of, of, gender and sexuality studies, you know, um, from kind of a wide ranging humanistic, even social scientific perspective, right? So that we're really trying to think about bridging the medical and the scientific and, you know, with the, some of the, the kinds of courses that you take in a gender, sexuality and women's studies major. So I, that just made me really happy. So basically your alumni and your students are everywhere. In in all lines of work. That's amazing. Um, Here's my Montclair State brag. I went to, I'm on campus right now. I'm in College Hall and I went to the women's restroom yesterday and and they have a pad and a tampon dispenser on the wall. 
-hmm. and the pads and tampons are now free. Mm -hmm. And you just hit a button and it actually works for once in your life, but no quarters necessary. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's such a funny thing to be excited mm -hmm. about, but because it, it should have happened ages ago. And it's real know, now. The pink tax is something that our students study and talk about, you know, um, and, uh, you know, and so this is this is some of the work of, of this program, you know, but somebody had to be able to talk about that. Somebody had to be able to advocate for it. Somebody had to be able to write for it. I mean, even though it feels like, duh, it's not, it's never right. that simple, you know? Um, and, uh, and so I'm, I, I like your Montclair State brag. I, I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah, that's a big victory. So thank you to whoever made that happen because yeah. that feels important and yeah. immediate in 50% of our population's lives. So mm -hmm. I like to hear, to see that sort of meaning in action has been very cool. Yeah. Um, so one other thing I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. So there was a point this summer where the entire nonfiction section of the New York Times bestseller list was all books about racial justice and mm -hmm. social justice. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was a really exciting moment. And, and still now, I think that's um, you know a very popular topic in the New York Times mm -hmm. bestseller list. Have you read any good books recently or have any books that you wanna plug as something for students who are passionate about this area? A great resource actually is the, the um, uh, Abraham Kendi um, has actually kind of curated for the University of Chicago Public Library um, a, a kind of anti-racist reading list. And I can't possibly sort of recommend that um, strongly enough. It will give you, I mean, there'll be certain texts in there that you recognize and that are familiar, you know, to you um, or that you've heard about or that you heard you should read kind of in this like flurry, right? Um, so you'll recognize some of them there, but it's a really great sort of localized curated collection. And I'm happy to pass along the link to, to you both if, if, you're, if you're interested in that. And also, um, you know, I'm, I kind of mentioned the concept of intersectionality. That's something that we teach regularly and routinely and that we kind of, we always are operating in that mode in this program. And um, it's a term that's coined by um, Kimberly Crenshaw, like sort of long before sort of all of the past, the events of the past year. Um, but she directs the African-American Policy Forum now. And in the past year, they had done, they do regular and extraordinary um, sort of Zoom-based like public discussions. Um, which I highly recommend any student can actually sign up for the African-American Policy Forum mailing list and email list and it's everything is free. You just register for an event and you can kind of log in and listen. And I also often use um, a, a short TED talk that Crenshaw did um, called The Urgency of Intersectionality. And in it, she kind of makes the concept of intersectionality available as she had kind of originally coined it, but she adds her Say Her Name project to it um, so that we can really understand um, the ways in which, you know, um, you know, police violence against black and brown bodies is a thing. And then police violence against black and brown bodies that are sexed female is, you know, or identify as female is also something that we don't know enough about or don't hear enough about, but nevertheless happens. And that's that's um, Crenshaw's Say Her Name project. And so I do highly recommend if anybody kind of wants um, just a very accessible, really sort of clear overview of that concept and kind of how it may resonate even right now, um, certainly that 
that's um, that's that's a great place to start. And then you can find Crenshaw talking all over the place about Breonna Taylor and some, you know, really kind of the, some of the most current. So is that I hope that's a helpful. Very. Yes. Thank you. Those are great resources and jumping off points for our students who want to dig a little deeper here. Yeah, for sure. And I have and so many students do. You know, I have students in in my intro courses in particular who are doing this sort of work who want to do, you know, kind of final project work that is, you know, um, dedicated to um, anti-racism and you know, thinking intersectionally um, and, you know, really excited about it. They're really important. Wow. Like, there's just so much that this major covers. And I love that. I love that. Especially you, you're so hands-on with it. I love that. If students know what they want to do, they know what area of maybe social justice at um, advocacy or activism they know they want to get into, but they're not really sure where to start. I love that they can just come to you mm -hmm. with questions, any kind of guiding light, and you'll just help them map it out. Mm -hmm. Really important for our students that might not know where their starting point is, but they know where they want their end goal to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say um, that it's not too late to pick up a seat in intro to LGBTQ studies. We have, we have some open spots and I would love, love, love more students in there. Um, and I also just wanna say thank you to both of you because you've been just great collaborators with me, great partners with me. Um, I think of both of you as, you know, when I'm trying to think about, you know, how to connect and how to continue to sort of get the word out um, on the work that we're doing in this program. And, you know, it really matters um, to, as a, as a program director, it really matters to have relationships in advising and sort of across the university, it makes a big difference. And so I highly value um, your collaboration. Any other GSWS plugs that we wanna make? I just have a, um, course that I want to just plug that's still that's happening in the spring that is um, students would probably need to contact me for a permit but if you're interested um, the class writing women safe um, is happening in the spring semester it's being taught by professor Carrie Odell it's a course that takes up the question of sexual trauma um, and writing as a kind of means of activism and, and in kind of in response to sexual trauma. It's an extraordinary course. It's a challenging course. It's a course that I'm very proud um, that we offer. And so, and it reaches into kind of, again, in a very, looks at sexual trauma in a very interdisciplinary way and it responds to it in a very interdisciplinary way. So for students who have a particular kind of interest there, um, I highly recommend it. And they can just email me directly if they're interested. That sounds awesome. Well, we definitely hope that this is a major that some of our pre-major students really want to explore. Absolutely. And keep an eye out um, in the fall. Um, we are planning to offer our first course in fat studies. Oh. Um, it'll probably happen as a selected topics course in the GLQS and the LGBTQ studies program, the kind of looking at queerness and fat activism, which is, um, you know, fat studies has been, you know, for, for quite a while now, sort of um, an emergent and important area, um, it intersects really importantly with questions of gender and sexuality and queer theory, um, and we are working on it. And we did, um, we actually did a queer culture panel 
in the fall semester as well, which was fantastic. And, um, and one of our instructors did a presentation on, um, on fat phobia, fat activism, fat studies, right? Gave students this overview and there was so much interest. You know, students were just like, we need to talk about this more. I care about this. I didn't know we had a way of talking about this. Like, you know, so it feels very urgent. So I'm hoping that we're gonna have that class on the books in the fall semester. That's great. Yeah. Well, Jess, thank you so much for dropping by and chatting with us about this. Um, to all of our pre-major students, we hope that this is a major that you explore a little more deeply into, especially those of our students who are really interested in advocacy and social justice, which we know there are a lot of you. Um, so feel free to reach out to Dr. Jessica Restaino if you have any further questions about the program. Jess, thanks for joining us today. Thank you both so much. This was a lot of fun. It was our pleasure. Thanks for joining us on I Do Declare. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Bobby. And we hope you're ready to go and change the world. <laughs>